Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being here. This week, I had a great conversation with Quinn Crum, a collegiate fencer from Columbia University. She's also a film student and a big fan of Moonlight. By coincidence, I discovered that there was a North America Cup fencing tournament in Cleveland the weekend after I talked to Quinn, and I went to check it out. It was really fun, totally free, and extremely, extremely tense. It was also really loud with lots of swords clacking and screams, which apparently is normal in fencing. I learned a lot and talked to some competitors. A couple of those interviews can be found now on the Listen page of HearHerSports.com. Sign up for the Hear Her Sports Bulletin to get access to others. And thank you to all of the knock fencers I spoke to this weekend in Cleveland, Ohio, Anna Novoseltseva, Natalia Garcia, Guy Tribunot, Zoe Barnett, Helen Olke, Mary Iver, and Hannah Lynn. Send me a note with comments to Elizabeth at hearhersports.com or via the contact page on the website. Mini notebooks designed by Agnes Studio are still on sale in celebration of the over 400 listens of Episode 6 with Shauna Conway. Send them to friends to spread the word and, of course, to support this podcast. And here's Quinn Crum. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate also that you just jumped right in and sort of didn't worry about not having any connection to me. So I, I, I do really appreciate you doing that. It's no problem at all. So why don't we start by you just saying who you are and introducing yourself. Okay. Um, my name is Quinn Crum, and I am a collegiate fencer at Columbia University. I'm always curious about how young kids, kids find out about things that they stay with for a really long time and sort of particularly sort of strange things. And fencing to me is very strange. So how did you find out about fencing? Um, so when I was in, I think, the first grade, there was a demo at my school um, for fencing, and I had just quit piano lessons, and my mom always wanted me to find something to be kind of busy with. So she was like, all right, you have to choose something else. And that was just the first thing that I came to my mind. So I was just, okay, I want to try fencing. So I did a summer camp, and I just ended up loving it. How, how did you, like, where did you come up with the idea of doing fencing? Um, well, I think the time that I had decided to quit piano was like fairly close to the time that they did the demo at the school. So I think I was just running through things in my mind, like, okay, like, what am I going to tell her I want to do? And that it just kind of like popped out fencing. (laughs) Lucky it worked out. Yeah. (laughs) And what do you like about fencing? Um, I like competing and I like that it's a physical sport as well as a mental sport. You can't really succeed at this sport without having a good mental game. And I'm really glad that I figured that out because I think it's helped me in other walks of life as well. So I I did read an interview that you did and you talked about uh, what you've done to improve your mental game. Could you talk a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah. So when I was a cadet, which is the under 16 category, I struggled a lot with getting frustrated um, when I would get hit or I would just do the wrong action and it would kind of just mess me up for the rest of the bout. Um, so my coach just figured out, um, what he thought would help me. So he had me try meditation and like a personal statement that I could say to myself when I was feeling down or frustrated. Um, so basically I'll do like a centering breath. If I feel myself getting kind of tight or something like, um, so I'll say my personal statement to myself, which can either be anything that you want. Mine right now at the moment is like, I'm prepared, like I'm ready to do this. 
And that just kind of calms me down and I can start focusing on what I need to focus on. Are you actively meditating like every morning getting up and meditating? I'm supposed to be. I try to as much as I can remember to. Um, but unfortunately, I'm, I don't do it every day, which I should be. I'm trying to meditate. I've started since January. And I don't know. I'm, I'm still skeptical. I'm not convinced it's doing anything. Yeah, I don't know if it does anything for me in my daily life. But it definitely has helped me just to slow my heart rate. Because I think that's the one thing that kind of puts me on edge is my heart rate gets so fast because I'm getting so overwhelmed and so like angry. So just the breaths do slow my heart rate and it just helps me calm down really quickly. Hmm. That, that's, that is interesting. So I don't know that much about fencing. So feel free to jump in and correct me if I say something silly. But it does sound from what I'm discovering is that it, it is very much half mental and half physical. Yeah, that's very much the case. And so other than the meditation, are you doing anything else for the mental aspect? Um, before every tournament, I try to have some sort of routine, just so things I don't get too shaken up. I mean, I'm not superstitious or anything, but I just don't want to have anything be more like stressful than it already is when you're, you're nervous going into a tournament. Um, so I just try to avoid making myself nervous. And other than that, just the meditation and the centering breaths and my personal statement are the only things that I really need. So why don't you talk then about the physical aspect? What are you doing to train and explain like very specifically how often you train and, you know, what a training day looks like? Okay, so at Columbia, we have official practices two days a week, Tuesday and Thursday at night after we have class. Um, and then we're expected to go out and train in the city because New York is one of the greatest cities for fencing. Um, and it's really hard to find the level of fencing that's here anywhere else. So our coach really wants us to take advantage of that. So we go try to fence in clubs as much as we can. I normally do maybe twice a week, so that makes four so far. And then on top of that, my lesson coach, who is, I'm coached by a man named Aladar. Um, he's very old. He's like 80-something right right now, and he's amazing. He has so much knowledge. And he likes me to have a personal lesson around four times a week. So on top of practice, I normally do my lessons in the morning, and then I go to class, and then I have practice. And then I do cross-training maybe once a week, depending on if I have time. It It all kind of ends up being, do I have time to do this? Yeah, I'm counting up all these. I think you've gotten like, I don't know, 12 days of practice right there <laughs> per <Yeah>. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything that my schedule allows, I'll do it. Got it. So explain a little bit more the, the club practices that you do. So you'll just go to any random club that happens to be good and you go there and train? So for women's foil, we have a group chat um, where we discuss like where we're going to be fencing that day. A lot of times people will come fence with us at Columbia just because our team is really strong. So they think it's worth it and it's a good space um, and it's free. So people come fence with us a lot during those Tuesday and Thursday practices. Or sometimes I'll head out to Brooklyn Bridge because they have a college night and I can fence there for free. And they have some great fencers there too. Um, so basically anywhere where the fencers are is where we go. Oh, tell me what a practice looks like so when we get there a lot of times our foil coach sung Wu will lead footwork with us um we'll warm up before that but then after that we'll do footwork what is a warm-up like 
Um, we do our own warm-ups, whatever we've been taught from our own clubs. Um, mine consists of, like, jogging, high knees, butt kicks, arm rotations, anything to get my body loose, and then stretching. Um, then we do the footwork, and then we just get dressed. And we either have a structured practice, so our coach will be like, okay, I want five touch bouts today, or we'll just do whatever we feel like doing. And what is footwork like? Um, so Sung Woo is very good, uh, very good footwork coach. We'll do advances, retreats down the strip, and then a lot of times we'll do distance keeping drills. So he'll like run at us, and we have to keep the same distance that we started at. Um, so I really like that one. And he'll go up and back, so you're you're having to keep up with him going forward and backward. Yeah, yeah. Because you want to end at the same distance from him as you started at. Right. And it's a lot harder than it sounds. <laughs> Cool. And so cross training, what kind of cross training do you do? Uh, normally I do strength training, uh, weights, speed drills. I've just started boxing though. And I'm really, really enjoying that because I felt like my cardio wasn't as good as it could have been. And I found a great place downtown where I started going called Dog Pound. And they're great. They've been killing me lately, but <laughs> it's been helping so much. I feel like my cardio is already better. Do you do any running or cycling or anything like that? Uh, when I do the strength training, a lot of times my trainer will put me on, like, the bike at the end. But I just wanted to do a little more than that, and I really don't like running. So boxing has been the perfect fit for me. And w what kind of strength exercises do you do? Do you focus on one part of the body? And it, it seems like leg strength is very important. Yeah. A lot of times we'll just focus on the legs or the shoulders, because that's very important, too. You have to have strong shoulders to be able to parry people away. Uh, but mostly, yeah, legs are very, very important. Talk a little bit about what you do with your coach, Aladar, and what yeah, what happens on those days that are is different from what's happening when you're doing the bouts. Um, well, a lot of times I will have a lesson on the same day that I'll fence, but the private lesson is basically just going down to the basics and making sure that everything is perfect. So we'll just do literally just me hitting for like five minutes and him just correcting it and make sure that I'm hitting perfectly. Um, we'll practice prayer post and then we'll get into some more complicated things. And Aladar is a huge, huge um, advocator for meditating as well. So he's been helping me with that too. I won't tell him that you're not doing it every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows, trust me. <laughs> so it sounds like technique is also a really big big part of fencing. Can you explain what makes good technique versus what makes bad technique for somebody like me who doesn't really know much about fencing? So basically when you're going forward or backwards, you want to have your footwork be very clean and crisp because if someone tries to say, for instance, jump in at you and try to hit you, you want to be able to stop or continue and hit them anyway. Um, so it's just really important that you're aware of where your body is because you could get hit at any time. So you want to be able to defend yourself and then hit your opponent as well. What do you think makes you good at, at fencing? Um, I'm lucky enough to be left-handed and I think that's a huge help for me. But other than that, I think I'm a pretty squirmy person and that helps me with <laughs> fencing a lot too. Because <laughs> a lot of people find it really hard to hit me. Um, so I'm trying to kind of move away from just using my squirminess and start working on having a solid technique. So that's basically where I'm at right now. And, and for you, what's the most important thing about fencing that you've gotten from fencing? I think that it's taught me how to manage my time really well, because even from a young age, 
I had to go to tournaments all the time, miss school. So I really had to learn how to get my work done on time and how to gain a teacher's trust so that if I couldn't get my work done on time, they were okay with it. Um, and that's really, really helped me being at Columbia because the workload is insane here. So just having the trust in my professors that they know that if I can't get it in on time, they know I'm going to get it in as soon as I can really helps out. So you've given me a good segue to another uh, area of questioning, which is what's fencing in college like? Or what's being an athlete in college like? Being an athlete in college is really, really hard because you're doing what everybody else is doing. But on top of that, you have to be practicing. You can't let your team down. Um, so I think it's just another struggle, but I'm, I'm loving it so much. I love my team. They're just another support system for me. Um, and I love college fencing. It's different than national and international fencing, but I like the setup a lot. Is it different because it's, um, team-based? Yeah. So it's team-based. So for each school, you'll start out with three fencers for each weapon and gender. And then you can sub people in as you want to. But you go to five touches only, where as in national and international fencing, the pools would be five touches, but direct elimination goes to 15. Back to sort of being an athlete in college, is there balance? Or are you just trying to sort of keep everything in control? Um, there's a little bit of trying to keep everything in control, but... A reason, part of the reason that I chose Columbia is because I felt like I could be an athlete and a student here. Um, and a lot of places, you, you kind of have to choose. Um, so at some schools, people stopped competing nationally because they needed to focus more on school. And Columbia is obviously really hard, but I feel like I can do both here and still succeed. What are you studying? I'm studying film studies. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Cleveland has its uh, International Film Festival coming up in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it sounds like Columbia has lived up to your expectations. Yeah. They, I'm so glad I chose here. I feel like I really fit in here. Um, it's a very diverse school. And the team is amazing. I think we're the best that there is. And did you know, you know, like, I mean, since you started so young and it sounds like you took defensing so quickly, did you know that you wanted to compete in college? I don't think I ever really went into it thinking about college at all. I just kind of went into it and was like, I want to win. And eventually that led to schools reaching out to me. And I, I realized that this could be a thing. So that's kind of where that came from, I guess. I never really went into it thinking about, oh, like I could get a scholarship for this or I could get recruited for this. But it ended up working out that way. And I'm really glad it did. Yeah. And, and how much do you travel? I travel all the time. So I have a national tournament at least once a month. And then there are usually either four or three international tournaments for the junior age category. But I just aged out of the juniors. So now I'm going to be going to the senior World Cups. And there's, I want to say, like eight a year. So that's going to increase the travel schedule by a lot. When you do the national and the international events, are you going as a Columbia fencer or you're going as a national team fencer or independent? So um, when we're doing the national tournaments, we're technically supposed to be unattached, but you can have your college as your club technically. So I don't really know the answer. I guess I'm kind of both unattached and both Columbia. But in the, the fencing world is so small. Everyone knows what club you came from and they know that you still represent them even if it doesn't say that right do you have anything coming up uh i have a world cup in long beach on march 17th so coming up soon 
And the collegiate season is over? The collegiate season is just about over. The team is heading to regionals tomorrow. And I decided I didn't want to go uh, just because it would be hard for me to qualify over the really other, the three other really strong fencers that we have on the team. And I'd just rather stay back and train for the World Cup. So. Good. And what are you going to be doing? Anything special for the World Cup training? Um, I've been heading down to Dog Pound a lot lately, working on my cardio because I don't want to get tired during a match. And that's been a huge thing with the Senior World Cups is that these girls are so experienced that even if their technical skills are better than me, I feel like if I'm able to outlast them, that might be the thing that decides about. Is that your weak link? Um, I think that just being a beginner in the Senior World Cup scene is my weakness because I haven't been to that many and it's a whole nother level than the junior scene I mean these have been fencing forever a lot of them have gone to the Olympics it's it's a shock (laughs) is is it a shock because they're so much better or they have like, like in what way is it so different I think just the huge jump in skill level between the junior level and the senior level is what's really shocking because that's cool. You go from fencing people who are kind of like the same level as you. Like there are some people who are really amazing. There are some people who are not so good to everyone just being amazing. <laughs> and uh, what are your long-term goals? I hopefully want to go to the Olympics and I want to win NCAAs. So working towards that. The NCAAs, that would be individual or team? Uh, so... You would be competing as Columbia. Uh, There's an individual and a team aspect. So it's a huge round robin. So everybody dispenses everybody to five touches. And then they take the results of that pool and they put it into the top four. And those four people fence individually to decide who is the NCAA champion. And you're a a junior this year? I'm a sophomore this year. A sophomore. So you have two years. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. Um. And you touched on this a little bit earlier that you like to compete. Explain a little bit of why you like to compete versus just doing the activity. I think that I'm just a very competitive person. And I like going out there and testing my skills against people who I don't get to fence that much rather than just practicing, fencing the same people kind of all the time. I like to go out there and kind of have to think on my feet because I haven't, maybe I haven't fenced this person that I'm competing against in a long time. So I have to use my skills, use what I remember working against them to try and figure out what's the best plan of attack for them. As part of the team, do you discuss the other competitors so that you can sort of strategize? Yeah, we do. And our coach has recently started videotaping a lot of our bouts at the NAC. So if we come come up against them again, or a teammate comes up, we can watch that video, look back at it and see what worked or what didn't. Tell me a little bit about tactics of of the matches or bouts. Uh, So for me personally, I normally like to go in with a little bit of a plan, kind of knowing what this person is prone to do. Um, If I don't know anything, that's fine too. I'm totally okay with going in and doing what's called eyes open fencing, which is just you kind of go and see what happens and you react to it. So after that, you are able to form your plan, what you think is going to work, and make adjustments to that as the bout goes on, and hopefully it results in a win. Are you 18? I'm 19. You're 19, and you started fencing when you were six? Yes. So that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> is that sort of typical? Yeah, that's yeah. really... I think I started a little bit young, but 
a lot of people have been fencing for a long time who are my age. Wow, I think that's amazing. I don't know if I ever knew about fencing, but anyway. Yeah. So also more about training. Do you make sacrifices in terms of social life or in terms of what you eat, that kind of stuff? Yeah, all the time. A lot of the time, I mean, we're at college. People like to go out, but a lot of times I have to say, no, sorry, I can't go out tonight. I have to train at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um, and that's how the whole team is. We make sacrifices because we know we don't want to let each other down just for like some stupid night of going out. Um, so I mean, yeah, we make sacrifices as for what I eat. I'm trying to eat healthier now. It's hard for me because I, I used to be like a stick skinny kid. So I would just eat whatever I wanted. And obviously now I'm becoming an adult, so I can't do that anymore. So I'm working. It just on gets it. worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are your favorite foods? Um, I really, really like pasta, which I know is bad for me, but before a tournament, pasta is always good. Everyone likes to eat pasta before they fence because it's a good carbo-loading food. So, Do you guys need carbo-loading for the fencing? A lot of people like to. I'm fine eating whatever before. I don't have any preference. I don't really think that it affects my fencing the next day as, as much as what I eat the day of mm-hmm. affects my fencing. Um, but a lot of people do like to eat pasta, and I just take their word for it because I like it. So... <laughs> So what do you eat the day of? Um, I try to have a good breakfast. I used to have a problem with it where I would just be nervous and didn't really want to eat and then I wouldn't have the energy in the first preliminary rounds. So I try to always have eggs, some type of meat, and then some type of carb. But I always have to remind myself to eat the protein first or else the carb will just fill me up and I won't have energy, that long-lasting energy that protein will give me. Oh, I never thought about eating the protein first. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because if I could eat like a whole pancake first, I would, but it would just expand in my stomach and I'd be full. <laughs> so, Sort of back to the, the socializing and the sacrifices. I mean, it sort of sounds like it, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice so much when you call them, you know, a stupid night of going out. Yeah. <laughs> Fencing is so much better for me than partying. So, And do you go out with your uh, teammates? Yeah, we hang out all the time. Since a lot of times we can't go out with like the rest of the students, we'll just do something together. Like last season before a tournament, we all just hung out and binge watched How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> so we're like just normal lame teens who just sit around <laughs> and watch TV together. Do you have any advice for young fencers? I think if you really like it, you should put all you have into it because... I started super young, but my coach just saw something in me. And so he threw me in there with the big kids. And it's super scary. It really is. But it helped me so much. And I would not change a thing going back. Even how many times I cried going into practice because I was scared to fence the older kids. It helped me so much. And I definitely would not be in the same place that I am now without my childhood coach. Do you feel lucky? I feel so lucky. That's nice. Do you have any mentors? Um, a lot of the people who have graduated will come back and I can always ask them questions if I feel like I need advice about fencing or whatever. Um, so even the seniors who are on the team, I look up to them a lot too. And they're definitely mentors to me. I'm, I'm really excited that you are so enthusiastic about your team and sort of the camaraderie. It sounds like that you guys all have. Yeah, we, I love them so much. I'm so, so happy that I joined this team. That's great. What are you going to do when you get out of school and and they're not around? 
I'll always be able to come back and <laughs> if I want to. We have a lot of the seniors come back and fence with us if they want to. Um, and a lot of them are fencing at the clubs anyway, so I would see them all the time. Right. And I'll always be there supporting them even when I'm graduated. Tell me a little bit about your interest in film. Uh, so I started out freshman year pre-med like everybody does and then decided <laughs> this is not for me. Um, and so I decided to harness my love for television and film into something that I can make a career out of. So I'm doing film studies at Columbia, and I'm hoping to go into some sort of television production or writing. Seeing what I like better now, I'm leaning more towards writing because I'm taking a lab in screenwriting, and I'm enjoying it very much. And staying in New York? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe L.A. in the future, but we'll see. Right. And like sitcom kind of TV? I'm deciding now. Yeah. Not really sure exactly what. Well, this is certainly the heyday of TV right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And how long can you continue fencing after school stops? Pretty much as long as I want to. I could fence until I was 80 if I wanted to. There are veteran categories. There's veteran world teams. I could do it for as long as I wanted to. I'm not sure how exactly how long I want to. I'm not sure if I want to fence until I'm 80. Um, <laughs> but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's a, That's a while from now. Yeah. yeah. You talked a little bit about some pre-competition and competition rituals. Uh, do you have any specifics? I try to go to bed early just so I can be fully rested. Mainly my rituals are just doing things that will help me perform the best that I can the next day. So like not staying up too late, I try to shower the night before so I can sleep in a little later. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the good breakfast thing. Right. And then eating all throughout the tournament is really important for me because the adrenaline makes me feel not hungry, but I know that I need to fuel my tank um, if I want to keep going until the end. Do you guys talk about nutrition? It sounds like you know quite a bit about it. Uh, we do. We have a, a nutritionist here at Columbia who meets with us, helps us find ways. Um, our coach will say, do you guys have any questions that you can throw at her? And he'll send them to her, and then she'll come in and do sort of, like, informational session with us, and she'll answer our questions. Uh, one of the questions I had was, what's something that can give me a quick burst of energy? Because all I do now is eat clementines, and sometimes I can't get clementines. I can't go out in Russia and find a clementine anywhere. So I need to figure out something else that I can do for that. So she helps us figure out our questions about that. So what what is the substitute of clementine? I've been doing uh, these things called shot blocks, and there are these energy chew things. And I, I know shot blocks. Yeah, I'll just bring them with me to the tournament because they're easier to travel in a huge fencing bag and have them not get squished like a clementine would. It's, it sounds like athletics is really important for the university, it, it and you know that they're giving you everything that you need. Yeah, they do. Um, it's definitely not like a state school caliber athletics program where like the athletes are like praised as gods, but <laughs> they help us get what we need. I don't know if you need to be a god. Yeah. So you talked about being in Russia, which made me want to know more about your international travel. Well, I've actually never been to Russia. That was just an example. <laughs> but I have been to Poland, Romania, France... Where else have I been? Um, Budapest, Hungary. 
a lot of Eastern European countries. So, Do you get to explore it all or do you feel like you show up at the hotel, compete, then go home? A lot of times it's showing up at the hotel and then we'll go out for a dinner or something if there is anywhere to eat other than the hotel. Um, we'll try to find a supermarket that we can get fruit at because everybody does want fruit. Um, most of the times we can find it and we can find whatever we want to get our energy the next day. Um, but if we can't, we kind of just hang around the hotel and try not to go to sleep so we don't get jet lagged. <laughs> yep. Do you have favorite places? I think one of my favorite places is probably Pisa, Italy. And I really love Budapest. It's so beautiful. I went to Budapest once and yeah, I, I agree with you. That was one of, one of my favorite places. Yeah, I think it's really underrated as a place. People don't really think about it. It's also really inexpensive. I mean, as yeah. that kind of thing goes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the food was good, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other favorite locations that you've you've uh, gone to? Um, I always like when we have our national tournaments somewhere warm. Because <laughs> a lot of times they'll just throw us the cheapest place it was to book the convention center. So a lot of times it's like the flyover states. Um, so whenever we get to go somewhere cool, that's always awesome. I skipped over this, but do you have any favorite films? My favorite film right now is 100% Moonlight. I thought it was oh, so, so beautiful. So and I'm so happy that it won Best Picture. Did you, did you guys stay up and watch it? Yes, I did. did you? I was so, so upset when they announced La La Land. And then it was just like, oh, my God, what is happening when they actually won? <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, w I was on an artist residency and everybody left. The Everybody was so frustrated that they didn't win that we turned off the television and went to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so happy that I didn't. Yeah. And you have any other favorite films? Um... Right now, that's all that comes to mind, just because I was so in love with it. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, I don't really think anything could top Moonlight right now. And any favorite TV shows? I'm watching Shameless right now, and I'm really, really enjoying that. I'm a huge fan of like old stuff. I love the X-Files. So I'm into everything, pretty much. Do you watch a lot of TV? As much as I can. <laughs> Somehow I find the time. I don't know how. Yeah. And what about music? Do you listen to music while you're training? Yeah. I always, I have a playlist that I like to listen to. Um, rap is normally what pumps me up. Like a lot of people I know feel that same way. But I also had a teammate who country music pumped her up. So we all have our song choices, I guess. Right. I, I'm, I'm assuming that you can't listen to something while you're competing. No, no. But I listen to stuff in between bouts because that does also help me calm down and focus on the next match and not kind of dwell on whatever I did wrong in the first bout. Right. And are, are competitions all day long? So you are spending a lot of time sort of waiting in between? Yeah, there's a lot of waiting. I, I asked this in a different way, but what's the most important thing for you that you're, you're you know, that you're athletic? I think that I have athletic women to look up to I a lot of times had the problem where I would try to compare myself to like some actress or something and like of course I'm not going to look like her if I looked like her I would never be able to fence an entire bout so I think that knowing the type of people that you should be looking up to is important I mean you can definitely look up to an actress as someone who you admire their personality but comparing your body to them is just doesn't make sense and and who do you look up to I definitely look up to Serena Williams. How can you she, not? Amazing. 
Anybody else? Um, my favorite fencer right now is probably a French fencer named Yasora Tibu. Um, I think she's totally amazing. Um, I love her fencing style. She's very aggressive, and I like that. Is she a foil fencer too? She is. Did, did Was it a hard choice choosing one? Like what weapon I wanted to fence? Yeah. Uh, no, my coach just... You can kind of tell by someone's personality which weapon they should be fencing. So right from the beginning, my coach knew I should be foil. Really? So yeah. what's a foil fencer like? I think someone who kind of makes deliberate choices, seems kind of reserved, but also is not afraid to be aggressive. And then you can just kind of tell when someone starts fencing, like how, like which weapon they should be fencing. Because everyone, once you start fencing, is just going to have their individual style. And you can see which weapon that style would work the best in. Huh. What are the other ones like? The epi and how do you pronounce that? Epi and epi. saber. And, yeah. So what are the personalities of epi and saber? I would think that Saber is very aggressive. They have to be really, really quick. So if a little kid is fencing and you notice that they're really quick and they really like to attack, I would say put them in Saber. Hmm. Um, if someone is likes to hang back a little more, kind of likes to counterattack a lot, that would maybe be better for Epe. And then for Foil, it's whatever's left, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that that's that's neat. I like that. Since this podcast, a lot of it has to do with uh, women in the media or athletes in the media. I mean, do you feel that you're not represented enough as a female athlete or do you ever, ever think about that? Do you guys talk about that? We do. Um, I think that just fencing in general is not represented a lot because people don't really understand it. It is a, a complicated sport. It does take a long time to understand. Um, and I think people just don't know enough about it or just don't want to take the time to learn more about it. And I think that if they did, they would find it's a very, very interesting and engaging sport. Um, we see it now sort of a little bit on the ESPN University channel. They'll air a thing on NCAAs every year. Um, and that's just the start. Um, I think it can go up from there. And, and for a novice viewer, what would you suggest that they focus on or concentrate on? Um, I would say, I mean, there's... Odds are there's going to be a fencing tournament near you. I would say just go check it out. I mean, just go walk around. They're totally free to go to the Naxar. Um, so I would just go and check it out. We get a lot of people who just come watch, who live wherever we are, um, and they find that they really enjoy watching it. Hmm. And is there a central location where people can find out more about fencing? Yeah, there is usfencing.org. Um, they'll have all the events that are coming up on there. Any information that you want is on there. Sounds good. Anything else? No, this has been a really good interview. I've enjoyed the questions you've oh, asked good. a lot. Good. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. I really, I really, really appreciate it. And um, good luck. Thank you. Well, try fencing. It's cool. Yeah. If you like this episode, tell your friends and consider making a contribution. Look for the contribute page on hearhersports.com. Hear Her Sports is recorded, edited, produced, and marketed by me, Elizabeth Emery, with help from Leap Strategy and Agnes Studio. Thank you to Goldmines for use of their album, Goldmines. Find links to all of these fantastic people on hearhersports.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hear Her Sports.
Things should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.